going back to the technology adopter curve where like a lot of the same stuff you're doing or we're doing it's iphone one and people still want their blackberry keys and their palm pilot beaming so yeah. but they will come around big ones is, is helping Showtime, you, Adam, and the rest of the Fling crew do some great things and, and fun, and in our camp, no idea is too crazy. So that's Sweet. something we're really excited for you guys to be a part of it and help where we can and support where we can. And we're excited for all of you guys. I, I think what you're building is, again, akin to how we think about it, is zigging while others are zagging. Hello. Today's episode of Future of the Fairway is brought to you by American Classic Golf Club, home of the first world fling golf tournament. Here at American Classic, we like to do things a bit differently. We offer nine holes instead of 18. We like to deck out our golf carts and American flags, and we make sure to put the biggest emphasis on having fun. If you're ever visiting the Lewis or Rehoboth Beach areas, or anywhere near Lower Delaware, please give us a call today to book your Fling Golf Tea Time. You can do so by giving us a call at 302-703-6662 or visiting us at AmericanClassicGolf.com for more information. We look forward to having you. We hope to see you soon. And do not forget, you gotta aim high to let it fly. Welcome back to the final episode of the Future of the Fairway podcast for the year 2022. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, uh, for uh, all the encouragement that you've provided. Uh, this podcast was uh, an idea I had coming out of the Delaware tournament and getting to meet uh, so many of you uh, for the first time in person and uh, thinking that uh, this was a really exciting group of people. And we had some, we have some incredible competitors, some great personalities, and I thought it'd be a lot of fun personally to get a chance to uh, interview and talk with, um, you know, with the boys, uh, with Al and John and Steve, um, but also with uh, the Flint golfers uh, and various people in our community. And I'm really excited uh, to bring on today's guest, uh, Jordan Lunetta of Odin Golf, um, who's based in Germany. Um, and we have a great conversation, uh, probably the longest conversation we've had, partly because Showtime joins us and the three of us uh, have a really, really fun time. Uh, so we'll get to that in a bit, um, but I'm really excited for, for Jordan to join and to, to be the 18th guest uh, on the Future of the Fairway. Uh, my goal in setting out this podcast, as I've said, was to, to get through nine episodes for the front nine um, to the first part of doing this over the summer and then uh, finish up uh, 2022 with the back nine and we've made it uh, you've made it uh, thank you for listening thank you for tuning in thank you for all the 
uh, support and encouragement. And I hope that you're looking forward to next year because I am. Uh, I've got some, ex- I, I think some, uh, some ambitious guests that I'm looking to, to book. Uh, some hopefully some exciting things uh, to do, some innovations, um, and continued uh, to focus on fling off and this growing sport. So um, I don't want to give away too much of today's episode uh, because we talked for a long time. Uh, Jordan is a fantastic person to talk to. He's a co-founder of Odin Golf, uh, who's doing some really cool things um, in the golf industry. Uh, they're, they've, they're innovative. Uh, they've got some really cool backgrounds. And we have a, a great chat ranging from music uh, to a possible fling golf movie <laughs> to um you know, to the golf balls they make, um, into the different ways that they're trying to build their brand and their company. So, uh, here it is, uh, episode 18, the future of the fairway with Jordan Lunetta. All right. Welcome to the, uh, future of the fairway podcast, uh, with a combined episode of the after show. Uh, this is Adam Copeland, uh, and I've got, uh, Jordan, uh, is it Lenatu or Le- I, I was uh, looking at your family name, and I always want to make sure I get those right. Lu- you were close. It's Lunetta, and it's Little Moon Lunetta. Italian. Oh, nice, nice. Well, Jordan is from Olden Golf, and uh, I am thrilled to have him on. And I've got one of Odin's brand-new ambassadors uh, here as well. Uh, a voice and face you may recognize uh, in Fling Golf. Man. Austin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Hey, we're good. We're good. What's up? What's up? Jordan, thanks so much for joining us. Um, you are joining us from Berlin, Germany. Berlin, the grungy but sexy city with a little bit of Depeche Mode sprinkled <laughs> in there. Uh, originally from NorCal, so, uh, but lived here 10 years, and I parachute back and forth for Odin because we're just focused on the U.S. So Berlin is... It's an eclectic place, and I like it a lot for many reasons. It's very similar growing up near San Francisco. Very edgy, mm-hmm. has a lot of nuances to it, very open. Uh, you see people nude. You see people wearing suits. You see you know clown outfits, and they all come together in tandem, so it's very cool. Drinking on the streets as well. Throw that in there. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I want to hear the Odin story. I want to hear um... – uh, about its origins and what's uh, what's happening with it. I'd, but first of all, what got you in? What brought you to Germany? And is that part of uh, the origin story with Odin Golf? It's a bit before Odin. So Odin is relatively new. So I moved here in 2013, and we started Odin. We took it to market a year ago, and then there was some testing and R and D nine months before that, which we can get into. So I moved uh, moved here in 2013. Before that. I played uh, water polo in college and played with a team in Rome, Italy for six months, my junior year of school, way back when we're dating ourselves here. And <laughs> in addition to playing over there, uh, wasn't really studying. I mean, I was going to classes, but you know, it was eating, drinking. I was drinking Negronis all day and eating Cotre Pepe and was like, well, <laughs> you know, holy smokes, Europe's incredible. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, wh- why am I leaving and going back to the U.S.? I ended up going back to the U.S. and I went to ASU in, in Tempe, okay. uh, which, which which was a hell of a scene. Scottsdale Golf, you know, that's just mm-hmm. you know one one of the meccas. And uh, I said, look, like as soon as I finish school, I want to 
moved to Europe and being from the SFA area, I was, you know, tech and high tech ran through the DNA. So I wanted to work in tech startups and that whole scene mm-hmm. and didn't want to do London. Uh, it wasn't too much different. I wanted something like very edgy. Like if I'm going to do it, like, right. Hence our tagline later coming to fruition, go balls out always. If you're going to do it, you know, go, you know, go nuts out, put the nuts on the table. So that was kind of the impetus for it. And I basically talked my way into a job with a company here. I said, look, I'll come clean toilets. Like, what do you, like, I'll do anything you want, uh, essentially. So I started as an intern and then kind of, you know, grew the ranks there with a, a food delivery company, which was basically the DoorDash of Europe and Asia and Latin okay. America. So, so in that scene, so consumer tech background. And the plan was to stay a year and just like many people in Berlin, if you talk to a lot of people here who said the same thing and it just, as a city, it grows on you. So if there's anyone listening who has interacted with Berlin in any regard, they would understand that. And the city itself, a lot of, like a lot of people joke and say it's not Germany, like everywhere else is Germany, but Berlin is not because it's very international. You hear English everywhere. Uh, it's it's just a hodgepodge of, of different cultures. It's very cool. I will say candidly, it's not the best way to learn the language uh, locally. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, dating a German now, I get my ass kicked every day because I basically, you know, ten years into it, I know you know ordering food and maybe some pickup lines, and that's about it to my name. <laughs> <laughs> and theoretically, you wouldn't be using those pickup lines. Uh, right. too much those, anymore. Those, yeah i don't need those now uh they did come in handy the first nine years or, or eight and a half years um so yeah it, it's it's cool because everyone who moves to the city is is on the even playing field like international they're looking to meet new people and they're on you know, work <laughs> and whatever you're doing um and i like it too you know doing a call back to the you know people wearing their birthday suits around like there's no judgment of however you want to be you can be that Mm -hmm. here so that's the other thing that's very cool now golf on the other hand is definitely not the case there are you guys familiar with austin you may be a little bit uh, of golfing in germany oh i'm not i I don't know i don't know much i i remember you know in previous talks you know you mentioned like how it's like hard to get on courses and like it's just a totally different aura. So no, but for sure, fill us in. So you need a license to play here, and it's oh. very, it, it's super mind-boggling to me to this day. Uh, I've gotten used to it now being here. It's essentially you go to the course, and it's like taking a DMV test. There's someone following you in a golf cart with a checklist. Now, I didn't think anything could top the DMV, but in this case, it definitely (laughs) did. Um, So when I first moved here, I I went to the course, and I said, you know, I want to play. And they're like, well, you need the license. And I was like, like, what what are you running here? For us, you know, the three (laughs) of us, stateside, it's just anyone can pick up a club, and in in this case, a fling stick. Um, Mm -hmm. And... It, it was just very weird, and I, I basically just said, like, yeah, I'm a member of Pebble Beach or whatever. Like, I'm not, and that, that doesn't exist, but they heard Pebble <laughs> Beach, and that basically got me in the door. So we kind of get creative uh-huh, you know, for, uh-huh. for us from the U.S., like our, our like terrible sarcasm and, and jokes, like, never land here. So that, I, yeah, I was half-joking <laughs> there, but they, you know, they take things literally. 
Um, right. That's also the case too with our tagline, you know, "Go balls out always," taking that literally. Uh, that was a fun origin story, which we can get into. But essentially, so that's basically what happened. And you know, it's very expensive here. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. there's not a lot of courses. There's probably seven hundred courses in the country, and it, you know, okay. the demographics older. There's no. No one's playing the Showtime playlist with Van Halen or Foreigner or Martha Rees and the Vandellas. Uh, there's no <laughs> drinking. Um, you know, there's drinking here, of course, and you know, there's grub. Um, but right. It's just not the same culture that we would have. It's probably you know ten to twelve years behind where we are. It may not even get there. Uh, I think the UK is probably similar. It's kind of an in between. You know, Brits kind of okay. have that same. Uh, you know, happy go lucky. Let's let's have a ball out on the course. But um, right. I, I'm curious for you guys too with sling golf. Um, I, I I talked a little bit with Alex. It sounds like there's some stuff happening in Australia, New Zealand, and maybe Canada. Anything going on in Europe that you guys see? Let's see, I know that um, Alex uh, was on. Um, on a trip to Italy, uh, I think this past summer, uh, separate from, from work, I think it was an anniversary trip for he and his wife. And he took a fling stick, I think, and, uh, was at a resort that they're hoping to, uh, to, to get some play at. Um, I think there's a, a few courses that have been liberated, um, across, across Europe, but there's, I don't think that there's been a, um, a group that's been able to form and, go and play together um, across that. I think it's kind of been one-offs uh, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's all. I, I know that there's a couple courses that have been played in Italy, but I don't think there's like a stronghold anywhere. Or there's any like solid core of players or anything, but we definitely have to get into that market um, just to keep obviously moving the sport forward. But I'd love to come to Europe and do a little uh, world tour type of thing. So mm-hmm. Um, that would be awesome. So hopefully that's in the cards and, and we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Germany, but is, I was gonna say Germany sounds a bit like, uh, a big country club as far as the, uh, the way that you get into the course, the way that you have to be, um, uh, monitored in order to get a pass. Like once you get a license, you're good to go. You're good to go. It is like a country club in that it's like when I, so when I first told people I golfed here, they looked at me funny, like you're not the stereotypical golfer mm. that we mm-hmm. would know, you know, for us. And that's what, one of the many reasons why I love you guys from the get go of playing golf, because you're like, we're, you're our people like salt of the earth, yeah. everyday golfers, like, you know, pops and grub music, you know, let, yeah. let your freak flag fly. Uh, come on, come all. Mm-hmm. That was very odd to see that. Um, and again, like, I love living here. There's many wonderful things about the every culture has their quirks. We have we have our quirks yeah. over there. You know, people look at us and you know what that's that's kind of funky that those people do that over the pond. But for the golf thing, <laughs> it was it was very odd, and it is reminiscent and akin to a country club like vibe. Also, the other thing, you know, the equipment, uh, you know, the gear. It's more expensive here. But I would mm-hmm. say the people that do, yeah, like a country club, the people that do invest in the golf here, they get all the, you know, the Rolls Royce of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. ten, you know, ten grand worth of clubs and mm-hmm. you know all the all the gear, the buttoned up gear, you know, they're not wearing paint splatter polos, you know, Showtime special. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although you know they need to come around at some point to that, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, yeah. what got you into golf initially? You said you, you mentioned you were. Uh, 
playing water polo, so I take it you're pretty athletic. Are you a, kind of a jack of all trades as far as athletics go? Was always into sports. Golf was always a hobby on the side. Uh, my okay. older brother was the golfer of the family, so I was always decent. Kind of, I, I to this day, I, I always say, I get a job, get the job done, kind of swing, like get okay. out, not playing amazing, but enough to have f- enough fun and not get too frustrated, not take it too seriously, uh, which I think is important. So I played, started at a young age, and then just have been playing my entire life. And then for us with Odin building businesses and building companies we and happened to be, the four of us happened to be golf nuts so it was kind of a match made in okay. heaven to say hey let's combine the both and, and that was kind of the you know the, the future of building india hmm. so you're over there did you, did you move over to germany with some friends or did you happen to meet some friends uh in the business you were doing and you all kind of found each other how did that work out I moved alone. I did have a friend that I went to college with. Uh, she had played on the, the women's team at ASU and played on the German national mm-hmm. team for the women's team. So she was kind of the first person that I met and showed me around Berlin. And, and like I said, it's very easy to meet people here. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to Odin, there's the four of us who started it. Myself, James, Big Phil, who Austin knows, and Christoph. And uh, Christoph and Phil are Germans, JB's Brit, and then I'm the, the token expat. Um, okay. And with all the terrible jokes, again, um, that, you know, they, they look at me funny. But it's a, it's a good role to have, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they look at me funny, and it's, it's at some point they will land. But um, <laughs> like yesterday, you know, Austin and, and Big Phil and I were, were jamming, and um, I think, yeah, you and I – you know, talk about the you know the music you know the the eighties hair metal and you know yeah. the, that kind of local lore. Um, it's it's funny though. It's we never we'll never lose it though, right? Never, <laughs> never, never. And it was funny that like you we were like Big Phil like like who do you listen to? And he's like, oh I'm I'm hip hop and rap man. Like I don't listen to your guys's junk. And, <laughs> and like we just started laughing. <laughs> Yeah, give me some Drake and you know Doja Cat and you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's um they they just don't make it like they used to. I, I think especially rock music. Yes. You kind of had you know I guess it, it it peaked you know the '90s and then maybe to an extent the early 2000s like the Strokes and um uh, the Black Keys maybe to an extent. Mm-hmm. But they just rock music wise, I, I just don't know if they will, will ever top that. You know, the, the, the decade before, that is. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, Adam, I don't know if you've seen the Showtime playlist. That's, I mean, I've been binging it daily since we, you showed it. We, we've, we've chatted about it, yeah. Austin and I have um, – I've got a, a pretty wide range of uh, music interests. Uh, so yes, I – I uh I love I love Foreigner, Ario Speedwagon, uh some of the eighties stuff, like um so from Monster Jams to um you know, all the love ballads, you know, I got the um uh uh appreciation for the seventies and sixties as well. But my kids my kids are ten and seven and when my son was in kindergarten, he's now in fifth grade, um, their school is across the street from uh, one of the radio groups in town and they had somebody come from the uh, one of the radio stations. It was the one that played today's hits. So all, all the top 40 stuff. So since kindergarten, Latham has been, we listen to 101. That's what we have to listen to. Or in, you know, 
with little kids, you kind of, okay, we'll pick our battles. This isn't really a big one to, <laughs> to fight over. So I'm very much um, up to date with, uh, with the current stuff. Um, and then when my daughter came along, wanted to make sure that she was getting some good uh, exposure to uh, some excellent female artists. Um, and she became a Taylor Swift fan. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I think that, I think it's pretty obvious for people listening to the podcast that this is a, uh, Taylor Swift Stan uh, podcast. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Mariah Carey. For Mariah Carey as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, across, across the board. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit less bothered about, you know, whether rock is getting made in the way that it used to um, give me, give me the creativity that's coming out from, uh, from the artist. Um, and I'll go to that. I, but yeah, I would have, I think I'd have as much fun as I've seen my friends having at um, the Bon Jovi uh, concerts that are going on <laughs> still right now, as I would at Ed Sheeran or, uh, or at Taylor. Yeah. So Brooke, Brooke, um, has me sorry jordan brooke has me like all in like the boy band stuff even right now so you know little joe bros uh she's listening to 1975 right now and she's jamming out to them so and obviously we went and saw the backstreet boys like two years ago and that was just a total experience so yeah i mean there's a wide variety of music rock and roll though is like it's in my blood mostly because of my dad and they definitely don't make it like they used to but like I can get down with some country and some Motown and mm. some disco and, and, and all that stuff too. But yeah. So, and actually you'll like this, Adam, when I'm, when I'm painting, I actually like to paint because it, it's just, it's physically doing something and I can kind of get lost in my mind a little we, bit. We're talking about painting rooms, like uh, painting, or, painting walls or are you doing like, or, is, is Brooke sitting on a stool um, in a, a classic <laughs> pose and you're doing some, you know, watercolors, the, oil see, paintings. That would probably be opposite. I would be the one who's like, <laughs> uh, but she, uh, no. So anytime I'm painting or staining anything, I, I mm -hmm. go straight to the power ballads though, because it's just, uh, okay. it's just like, you know, so, but no, it's, it's yeah, man. Rock and roll is, is freaking rock and roll. And as soon as, uh, as soon as me and Jordan got to talking about who we like and stuff, mm -hmm. I was like, dude, this is like, this is going to be epic. Like I, I love yeah. this guy. Like it's gonna be great. He gets it. I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for the fling events, do you guys like, for example, the ones coming up next year? Will Will there be music playing while you guys play? Oh, that's a good question. So um, I would say it probably depends on the pairings, like who mm -hmm. people are with. I know for me, um, if people are with me and we want to jam out, oh yeah, man, we're full tilt. Like we'll rock mm -hmm. and roll. Uh, but there's definitely some guys uh, who are very militant and they just, I don't know if they would, if they would be down for, for some Van Halen or even ACDC, but what about you, Adam? What do you think? Yeah. So when we did the team event, I know that there was at least one. So uh, Jordan on the um, individual events, we're walking 18, you know, like the professionals do. Um, so a little bit uh, more challenging if you want to set up a Bluetooth speaker, to carry around with you. Um, but, uh, for the team event, we were in carts, um, in Virginia this past, uh, October. And there was definitely, uh, a lot of music being played. Uh, I think Brooks and Matt were the ones that, uh, were, were leading that they were paired up with big cat and Zach. Um, yeah. The champions were jamming out. So, mm -hmm. and there's something to that. I mean, come on, I'm telling you, man, you put some music on, 
and Jordan, just start vibing. I, I was talking with Zach Mulvey, who um, lives in Pennsylvania, but went to college at West Virginia. Um, and uh, the um, my wife uh, was taking some pictures and videos at the at the tournament. And when they got to hole one, where she was set up, she was taking a video of them teeing off and launching it. And it, it the song that was on was Country Roads. Uh, and it was still early morning. Uh, it had mountains in the background. Zach and I got to debate whether uh, Country Roads is really about West Virginia or Western Virginia. Um, again, I'm not going to – we don't have to rehash that debate. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's a great song regardless of, of what it was. But, no, there, there's uh, – I think that uh, when I watched that, I was like, man, that that was a missed opportunity, Austin, because you and I were uh, – Cutter and I were together. You and Kinsa were together. We could have – uh, yeah, but what had some did, music playing. But Jordan, the best thing is though. So Adam and his partner were playing against me and Ken, and uh, so we come around the corner. His wife is the one choosing the music, and she didn't. She didn't choose music for Adam. She chose it for <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> I can't remember the song though, Adam. But it was like, was it? it well, Gwendolyn had picked it out. Was um, it G? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I just was, was it, dying though. It wasn't was Hamilton, like, was it? the the line with uh i don't know i don't think it was that i'll have to ask her it said something around the realm of showman and showtime and all that and and i'm just like dying laughing though because i'm like here's this guy's family and uh they're all they're team showtime baby and and it's just the (laughs) effect (laughs) so jordan how did you uh go ahead well i was gonna say is that the, the is that john bon jovi who did it's showtime no, so that was David. Was David Lee Roth did it. It's Showtime, David Lee Roth, dude. Right. I was. Have I was, you? I got the three, ha, so the three letter, the three word name mixed up there. Yeah. So you've been listening to the show. It's Showtime playlist. How many times have you listened to It's Showtime by David Lee Roth? Well, so much that my, you know, they have a, a playlist on Shopify that says most played. It's it's essentially that. There's nothing else. <laughs> I I do like sprinkle in other songs, but it's just it's like doubled up. I they might as well call it a Showtime Part Two. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's great, man. It's it's just it's just you know lit lit after lit. And so for for you guys at the event, I mean, are there walk-in songs like WWE style, like oh, each one? Not yet. Songs? You are. You, you are, see uh, you see why I love them. You see why I love. That's them. right. That's right. We we've been talking about this. We. We did a comparison uh, recently of uh, uh, current fling golfers to wrestlers, and we we're like, "All right, for part two, we've got to figure out interest music for for mm-hmm. each of us." So we, we're not there yet. Uh, where we've been doing shotgun starts, uh, but I think once we get to the place where we'll be able to tee off team at a time, uh, then or you know send groups out, we'll definitely uh, incorporate uh, walkout music. Oh, dude, I want the fog machine. I want like. I want Van Halen actually playing and introing me, like not the song. And like, I just want David Lee Roth like yelling, like it's showtime, oh yeah, like like let's go, dude. And uh, and have Lou Ferrigno hold up the the globe on the album cover. Uh, I don't know if that's Lou Ferrigno, but someone of his stature. No, but he can do it. Yeah. the The real question is, are there going to be storylines at some point? Yeah, uh, they I think they're starting. I think I think they're there. Yeah, they're there. We'll get, let's get a couple here. Austin, you told me about one with you and Scantron, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Sam, uh, 
Sam is, is a total stud athlete, um, super competitive as, as well as I am. And um, he didn't participate in the Delaware event, uh, but he's been playing for, I don't know, Adam, what did he tell you? Like three years or something like that. Almost four, yeah. So um, he didn't get to be there, but then, uh, you know, he watched the event on ESPN. He saw all my antics and all that. And, and naturally I know that like my personality either rubs people the wrong way or they totally love it. And uh, him being, him being the athlete and competitive he is, I know, I know he was like, okay, this guy's annoying. And like, I want nothing more than to beat, <laughs> to beat this guy. Um, so he started like, you know, talking a little smack. And, and I was like, you know, initially I'm like, who the hell's this guy? Like, like you weren't <laughs> even there, bro. Like get on my level before you start talking shit. And then uh, one of his buddies um, who he's really close with then started chiming in and I'm like, Oh, 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 all right. Like, this is where we're going. <laughs> so, um, you know, I knew I knew he was going to be a strong competitor though because like when you watched his videos you're like holy hell man like he's throwing the hell out of it uh, he's getting the the ball near the cup but he can't putt so uh, I wasn't I wasn't too worried about that I'm like he's a typical typical big guy here launching it but can't putt um, so we meet each other though the Friday night in a practice round I introduce myself because. I'm not a keyboard warrior, but it's still, you know, it's easier to be a little tougher, especially when you're a whopping 5'10", a buck 80 here. Uh, but so I met him there. I said hello, introduced myself. Um, Saturday morning, we all, everyone, when you're warming up for these big tournaments, you're, you're like in a totally different zone. Um, but then when we finished qualifying, we came in, I saw that he was six strokes behind me. So um, Jordan, the top five, from qualifying always advanced to like a three or four hole, like championship type of situation. Um, but in Virginia scores carried over. So I got to maintain my, my six stroke lead, which was in my opinion, well-deserved because that's a nice little, that's a nice little thing to have there. But him and I actually, we both knew that we were going to be in the top five. So him and I went down to the practice green to start warming up and the other three competitors didn't. And I don't know if that's an testament to how competitive Sam and I are, but him and I went down there, and believe it or not, I we had a really good talk, and I gave him some putting, some putting advice with the slug, and um, you know, here we are playing for a, a national championship in like ten minutes, and I'm like, hey, dude, like, trust me, you're way too good of a player to not use the slug and become a better putter. Mm. And uh, it almost came back to bite me in the ass because I only made <laughs> a two-stroke lead after the finals. But yeah. after after that, him and I have so much respect for each other. Um, you know, again, we got to meet in, in person. And I think for him, he got to see, like, everyone sees on Instagram, like, the selfies and the fun videos and, like, oh, my God, this guy is so right. full of himself. But then he also got to see like my warrior mentality where it's like, all right, like I'm warming up, I'm getting ready. Like I'm going to win this shit. Like I came here for a reason. And uh, I think that just earned his respect and, and vice versa. He totally earned mine too. And to come out of nowhere and, and back up, back up his trash talking as well. Like it was, it was cool. So, but that's a storyline there and we'll see what happens between Scantron and Showtime in the future. You never know what's in store. Uh, as we progress forward in the sport and we start to have teams and 
professional teams. But yeah, man, so that's one storyline. But there's definitely some others happening, especially between the states of Pennsylvania and Delaware as well. Yeah, so there's, there's definitely uh, a lot of stuff. I, I think the fun part is right now it's all good natured. Uh, so oh, we're yeah. not going to have any, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, Bret Hart, uh, Montreal right. screw jobs that we have to worry about. Uh, right. uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff. I think that everybody's bought into, you know, how do we grow a sport? How do we make sure that the sport uh, it gets top billing? And, you know, we can do whatever we can to take it on the ride. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. This episode of Future of the Fairway podcast is sponsored by Yada Golf. Yada Golf and Flink Golf are a perfect pair. Both value inclusion, encouragement, passion, and being your whole self. Yada Golf has the best line of men's and women's golf shirts you'll find out there. I love the feel and texture of my polos, as well as their eye-catching designs. I'm currently rotating through Vintage King, Light Wave, and Fresh Flavors, and my favorite is whichever one I'm wearing that day. They've got premium polos for those who want to stand out on the golf course, and premium polos for those who want to keep a lower profile. Yada Golf. Master the shirt game, conquer the short game. And now back to the future of the Fairway podcast. So, you know, getting Austin paired up with with Odin uh, in this unique way is pretty exciting. Um, I'm curious, Jordan how did how did you come across Austin? Like, were you just another company that he was badgering? Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious what? Uh, how did that? Uh, how did y'all uh, meet up and uh, come to work together? I was talking about this with Big Phil, who's uh, one of the the founders at Odin, uh, alongside mm-hmm. the rest of the crew. It was it was on Instagram. I imagine your Instagram setup, Austin, is probably like a thousand times more uh, labor intensive compared to ours. It's it's just it's, it's a smaller setup. So I was yeah. he was like, well, how did this all begin? I think it was maybe a couple likes and then you know we were exchanging some messages and then we hopped on the phone and just kind of just hit it off right away uh that's i think my recollection unless you have something else Mm -hmm. more extravagant so my i mean i'm gonna be upfront and honest the the first thing was the name odin like right just the whole mythology stuff when i saw when I saw that there was a golf ball company named Odin, I'm like, oh, dude, like, please. Like, I saw the name before I even saw, like, your logo and all that. I'm like, please be badass for the love of God. Please be badass. <laughs> and then I, like, I got on your guys' page and I saw, like, your casing that you guys have with, like, the paint and all that. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be perfect. So the name your guys's the, the the paint drip and all that and then i saw your guys' social club and how you guys sponsor the everyday player and i'm like dude i i preach to people all the time that like american classic for example like we're a blue collar country club is how we like to present ourselves mm-hmm. and myself i'm a blue collar guy i want to be a blue collar champion and i'm like oh my god they have a badass name they got these sweet ass balls and stuff. And for those I, listening, I'm going to lean into my mic. Austin's wearing a white collared shirt uh, at this <laughs> <yeah>. moment. 
It's for our Christmas party. However, I want you guys to see I'm wearing Jingle Bell pants. Oh, I dig so, those, man. So, Adam, yeah, I am wearing a That's white a sweet polo. Uh, but anyway, so thank you, thank you, thank you. But, yeah, so honestly, it was the name. And then I'm going to be real here, like just connecting with Jordan. My My favorite thing, Jordan, was even within five minutes of talking on the phone, it felt like we were like like long lost friends who just were totally like vibing and you were like you just I just remember you being like, dude, I love what fling golf is. I love what you're doing. Like this is definitely right down our alley. And I'm just like, man, sometimes, you know, the good Lord just puts things in into, you know, motion and it just it just connected. And then now we're like, you know, we're we're becoming one hell of a team, and and Adam, I don't know if you know this, but we're Team Shoden, which oh like, nice, like come on, dude, it doesn't <laughs> even get any better than that, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like this crazy story, but for mm-hmm. me personally, it was it was the the dorkiness of like the the mythology and Odin, and then seeing that they're modernized with the with the cool designs of the paint drip, and then just connecting with this guy right here and and hitting it off. I'm like, dude, these these guys are like they're my boys, and and then meeting Big Phil too. Like I love Big Phil, man. Like him and I haven't had the one on ones like we have, but dude, he's so genuine too, you can tell. And he's got his daughter, so we've been you know, we have that connection too. Mm-hmm. And because I think Jordan, what what do you say? She's like one or two years old as well. Same age as, as your daughter, I believe. As um, Navy, and, right. And a full plate, you know, that you guys can both jam on there too, right? Black <laughs> right, right. And, so yeah. Right. So it's things. like, it's yeah, just Adam, been, it's been day. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but- yeah. I, and I think the big thing about what I, what we, and, and big, yeah, to answer your question, big Phil, it's a great crew and it's just, it's, it's, at, it's about the people at the end of the day. The, the second thing we loved about fling golf, especially that I got right away is, was, very similar to our community of everyday golfers who are were rabid in a lot of ways you know we mm-hmm. show up at the muni and it's the golf is exciting but it's really about you know getting everyone together and then you know going a whole 19 after and then maybe a dive bar after that and some karaoke yeah. uh you know the the hot dogs you know all the booze mops you know the core breakfast mm-hmm. burritos that sort of thing like you could see in our marketing like we speak like reload without the gill, you know, same, same thing, how we would speak at the Muni course. So that's, I saw that in the, in the fling ethos very Mm -hmm. similarly, just kind of this rabid crew of rabble rousers, maybe to an extent, but in a very good way. And Mm -hmm. just the the shared love for something and just enthusiasts about just getting up and, and doing something. And so, and I was just impressed with what you guys have built so far. And, and uh, obviously, you know, the analogy, I think it's been Alex and all of you guys use, it's the snowboarders going to the slopes where skiers are already yeah. there. I guess mm-hmm. that's the analogy you guys use for courses yeah. and stuff for, for the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it, the stars align there. And, you know, we're, we're so stoked for, for all of you guys. And again, just it's, it's this, this shared bond of, uh, you know, bringing fling to the masses. Uh, and I talked with Alex about this. It seems like he said the the conversion rate for a course now is 
like 98%. It's less about, you know, a harder mm-hmm. sell. Now it's, it's, pr- it's pretty easy to get people on board. Is that, is that what you guys are seeing too? Yeah, that's been uh, our experience. I think a lot of, um, I'd say probably a few years ago, uh, it was a much, much uh, steeper pitch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit more strategy of like, all right, I'm going to book my tea time. I'm going to show up. I'm going to dress the part uh, just to make sure that there's not, you know, we cover all the bases so nobody can say, oh, you're not really supposed to be here. Um I, I'd say that you know that's probably not bad strategy. I think people still still do that uh, going forward. But um, between Shark Tank, uh, between uh, ESPN, um, and I think uh, across a lot of um, algorithms, people you know are if they, if they're seeing Fling Golf for the first time, there's a lot more people who've at least heard about it um, uh, than than uh, haven't. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, the, um, the awareness is growing. Uh, it's really exciting. I think that, you know, playing at a public course is going to be a lot easier than, you know, having to show up at a country club, mm-hmm. you know, or a private club as well. But that's going to be a little bit, a uh, little bit different. I, I don't know. We, we don't have many, um, country club folks yet. I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, playing fling golf. There's definitely some that, that do, but, uh, and I would say we don't have country club stereotypes playing yet, um, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, we definitely do. We do have folks that are, um, members at places and can get out there and play. Uh, there's, I think that the, I was talking to one of the, the guys in Florida who works with first tee, um, and works with different courses down there. I was curious if the pandemic had kind of given a false bump for, to, to golf courses, mm-hmm. uh, since there was, you know, it was one of the few things you could do through the pandemic that was able to, you know, s- see a resurgence of people coming out to courses where there, there'd been a, a, a moving away. Um, I don't know that it's going to solve the age challenge that golf has in a lot of ways. Um, it, but I, I think that, you know, there's, this is definitely something that can sit right alongside there and be a positive uh, not only for courses, but for the, for the golf community as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, there's always something cool about being exclusive, right? If you, if you've got a, a perfect swing, you know, you want to take advantage of that and take that to the max, but you know, the, the learning curve to being able to do that uh, and to, um, uh, to be that competitive is, um, it's so precise, right? Hitting a face, hitting a, a fastball in baseball is probably the single hardest athletic thing to do, um, as far as like an individual piece. But like, you know, have a good score in golf across eighteen holes and do that four straight days at a tournament. It's tough. Yeah. I agree. That's... I agree with that one hundred percent. From hitting a baseball being the hardest individual thing to do, but mm-hmm. as as a golf pro myself, I mean. I could literally go out and, you know, shoot even par on a Thursday. And then the very next day, it's like all of a sudden I'm 13 over. And it's just like, what the hell just happened? I'm playing the same course, the same conditions. And I just literally dropped a stroke almost on every hole. And man, you can't, it's tough, you know? So, but I agree with that. I would say what's really cool though about like our community though is the whole idea like you were saying jordan like we are we come together so much though so i think that power that comes behind that will definitely wake up many people 
who aren't a part of it now, maybe like your country club. So I think the, the larger our crowd gets, the bigger our voice gets. Um, I do think we'll crack open into some of these country clubs and stuff, though, and, mm-hmm. and it'll be unique to see how embraceive they are of it. And I'm actually going to use my um, where I'm at to help kind of be that bridge. I'm always joking with everybody, like, I'm the golf pro who turned professional swing golfer. And um, I think I can be a really good – bridge to let everyone know like hey like it's okay (laughs) like we are not Mm -hmm. damaging your course we are not slowing up pace we are not bringing in illegal beer that we shouldn't be bringing in unless big cats there big cats there be careful um but yeah i think i think it'll just be cool to see how this train keeps rolling as it's as it goes and and we're definitely breaking down barriers already though and and like adam said like with shark tank and with espn and then another espn deal I know we're going to try to get a local sports network to record the May event here in Delaware. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be unique to see how it works, but man, this community's tough, dude. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's guys and girls that like, I genuinely will go to war with. I love them so much, except for during Saturday tournament days. They're, they're the only time that they're, <laughs> they're the enemy, but I, it's, this community is amazing, dude. So mm-hmm. a lot of big things ahead. Oh, for sure. And there's a lot of parallels that we see, the four of us coming from the software world and doing a lot of things with Odin. And we, we, we always hearken back to the technology adopter curve where like a lot of, mm-hmm. I think, stuff you're doing or we're doing, it's iPhone 1 and people still want their BlackBerry keys and their Palm Pilot beaming. So, yeah. <laughs> But they will come around, but it's the mm-hmm. rabid first group that you guys early adopters yeah and there's a lot of parallels that that we see too with with our business and it's i mean from a business sense you know you have the the go to market and the wedge you carve out and then you kind of land and expand the value for for different customer segments and that sort of thing and it's it's what you guys are doing too you start with kind of the muni tracks you know specific Mm -hmm. profile um, and then you start to expand, you know, Tory Pines gets excited, you get the higher end munis, and then you start getting into the country club. So it's a matter of time, this is going to happen. It's just, you know, the time, the timeline is different for us all, which is exciting in its own way, because you learn right. a lot in the journey. Jordan, let's, uh, let's hear a little bit more about Odin, how you guys got together. You, you said you were in consumer tech. Um, you have a love for golf what made the what was the bridge to you know creating uh, a golf ball uh, or creating a, a golf brand and the name i still want to know the name <laughs> so odin is the nordic god of wisdom i mean it's the god of many things um italian food you name it you know uh schnitzel um you know all the, all the whatever you name it odin odin fill in the blank um so odin Love. nordic god of wisdom we said, look, we start in Berlin. Let's pay homage to the European motherland. Mm-hmm. And it fit what we were doing. Very bold, edgy, eclectic. The tagline, go balls out always. And it, it the colors, the splatter. And we wanted something that was you know, would fit on the ball, of course, that was bold for the four letters. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the match it had there. And actually... If you Google Odin, there's the Marvel Odin, but if you right there, you go for there's there's the Odin dart and the Showtime logo, courtesy, <laughs> courtesy of Big Phil Productions. Big Phil, and, 
out of the lab. So if you Google Odin, you have the Marvel, and then you, if you, in the Wikipedia page, Odin has a giant staff, and we joked and we said, you know, he has a giant putter. So that was it, it. Just aligned. It, it was just, <laughs> okay. It was, it was incredibly simpatico, and right. um, so that was the origin of the name. And and obviously we're just you know we're building for the U.S. market. We happen to start in Berlin. Um, okay. And so we have the two HQs. HQ one is here, and the HQ two is Northern California. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. The Future of the Fairway podcast is sponsored by Mission Belt. Mission Belt is a belt company that donates a dollar from each belt sold to fight hunger and poverty through micro lending. The belts are designed to fit perfectly without any holes so that you can tighten them to your exact liking. And let me tell you, they're incredible. I bought my first Mission Belt several months ago and it's been the best belt I've ever owned. It adjusts every quarter of an inch, giving me the perfect fit every time. You've got to get you one of these. Like Fling Golf, Mission Belt was featured on Shark Tank, and I love that connection. And I love the fit, the look, and the ease of using the belt. Mission Belt. Fits perfectly, fights poverty. And now, back to the future of the Fairway Podcast. I, I think that there is a Happy Gilmore remake where it's a Fling Golf Fling golfer joining uh, the PGA Tour, and I will make sure I'm a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> God, that'd be so cool. Although I, I, I don't think Adam Sandler wants to do remakes of his movies, and so that may be the that may be prohibitive. Um, but it would definitely be in that. I think it, it's it's a combination of Happy Gilmore and basketball. Yeah. Um, the the South Park guys who did, um, uh, you know, basically created a sport out of baseball and basketball and it goes huge. Um, I think that there's a, there's a version of, uh, that, that humor that's out there. That's definitely a part of, uh, the community right now. Um, yeah. And that the underdog story, uh, the happy Gilmore, I think, uh, embraces. So, uh, anyway, that's, that's my thought. I, I we'll see. Um, well, well maybe when we're out in San Diego in February, um, a couple of people make their way to Hollywood and knock on some uh, director's door or writer's door and uh, find a way to um, uh, to get that script in process. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be so cool. We call it the Floosh. And then, in one last point on the Fling Golf movie, I think it's, oh. I, I was th- I was thinking who would direct that? Maybe like the Farrelly brothers. Oh, well, that would be a dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's maybe we should put that, throw it into Alex's camp and put it in his ear, and he can work on that as part of his uh his sponsorship. We'll start bugging maybe. the fairly, get him or yeah. uh, Judd Apatow would be fun. Right. He's due for one. Why not do a fling flick? Yeah, a uh, fling flick. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think would be probably be even better than a movie featuring fling golf would be for some random movie that, you know, even has middling success, you know, but they've got, you know, whenever the guys go out to talk, they're playing fling golf and not regular golf or they're, they're not playing pickup basketball. They're, you know, they're on the course with this and it's not even a thing, right? It's just kind of like, Oh, this is what they do. 
you know, you create to make that it, to make it so normal. It's normalized. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like cool. I, the scene I pictured is the movie I Love You Man with Paul Rudd and Jason Segel when they take the dates out onto the course and they're playing super uh -huh. slow and they get yelled at. And yeah. Then I yeah. Think, I think Jason Segel gets nailed into the shin by a ball, which I think wouldn't happen with fling golf, right? Unless you were very intentional. No, about no it. way. Unless you, well, yeah, unless you were aiming. Unless it was perfect. <laughs> well, yeah. When you guys warm up, do you warm up normally at the range and just fling range balls, or how does that work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we normally start at the bar and finish at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we we actually, about. yeah, I mean, you're you'll you'll go to the range and and Jordan, you'll chuck not a lot of balls because really no reason to i know for me i throw no more than 10 and it's just i'm just working on drawing it fading it and then i'll work a little bit on my trajectory mostly though for the reggies though so like the 70 to 150 yard shots i focus on the most um now your big guys your typical they're out there like hey watch this and they'll throw it 230 240 and it's like okay well you can already do that but you know, focus on something else. Um, but yeah, so everyone warms up at the range and then um, you really start to see though, who's really competitive on the practice screen and who mm -hmm. has a routine and who's doing all that stuff. But it's still, it's still the same idea. Hit, hit the range to loosen up, get the blood flowing mm -hmm. and then hit the practice screen and, and, and get the speeds down and the touch on your sidecar, your clean sweep, and then, and then knock down some putts. So it's, it's pretty close, man. And will you guys ever double up, even irrespective of the tournaments, will you guys ever do two rounds in a day? And how? what's the feeling like playing normal golf versus that? I know, like, normal golf, even if you're driving a cart, there's different you know, parts of being strenuous with the swing. Do mm -hmm. you, is it, is it the, do you feel the same at the end, end of the round? Or are you like, yeah, let's, I'm ready to boogie and reload here? Or how do you feel? So when you start... When you start playing fling golf, you, you use muscles that you've never used in your entire life. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a beginner, you're definitely like, okay, nine holes, 18 max. Yeah. Now, yeah. when you get up to like Adam and I's level and you play all the time and those muscles create the strength that they need. I mean, I was playing in Virginia. I played 18 holes on Wednesday, 36 holes Thursday, 36 holes Friday. 22 holes Saturday, but I had like, I was ready to go for that. If that would have been someone who picked up a fling stick for the first time, they wouldn't even have made it to Thursday because they would have, like, you're just feeling it everywhere. But I will say though, when you're, when you have those muscles established, I, I, I don't see any issue with like, just keep on going. Like it's as long as you're not, as long as you don't like pull something because you're overthrowing or mm -hmm. like you slip and throw out your back. I mean, that would cause you to be done. But for me personally, I I could go sun up to sun down and, and I would naturally get tired, but I wouldn't it wouldn't be because I'm, I'm like just physically exhausted. And having a, having a cart would help, right. you know, like walking in Virginia, we you know, we got some hills uh, over mm -hmm. here. And uh, so that that adds uh, adds to that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but now you can, you know. You can play play a good bit, which is nice. You know, it's once you, once you build up, like Austin was saying, and um, and can uh, you know get those muscles ready. I remember when I first started playing, 
it was uh, hamstring, it was shoulder, uh, tricep, uh, your lat, and like chest. Things, yeah, things you're just like, what? How does uh, that hurt? Like things I wouldn't expect uh, to 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 be hurting for that. Right. I hadn't played lacrosse either, so I don't know if that would if uh, for any people who start out playing lacrosse, yeah. if there'd be any similarities to that. But um, uh, but no, I, I think you know you if you if you can play uh, eighteen holes of golf. Um, and, and walk that, then you're in pretty good shape to be able to pick up um, and go out and, and do that with uh, with a fling stick as well. After, you know, spend 15 minutes on the driving range uh, to figure out where to release the ball to get some distance. And, yeah, those types of things for sure. But Jordan, I would say this. I would say most, it seems to start at least until we get this huge, massive player pool that we want. And it is pretty big. We have, what, Adam, 1,200 competitive players on the on the players' page on Facebook. We've got 1,200 members of the community. Right. Um, and, and, and I would say, though, a good portion of that low really want to play, and they do mm-hmm, play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, you know, I think it'll be 18 holes predominantly to, to stay for 2023, and then – the top five will advance to some type of, I don't want to say playoff because it's just, it's its own thing. I'm, I'm, I would like to see 18 holes and then do a nine hole thing. So I would like to Mm -hmm. see it get up to 27 holes. Mm -hmm. Um, But then like, in my opinion, that'd be good. Like if you're, if you're leading after 27 holes, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're the champ. Like that's, that's, that's pretty damn impressive. And then um, the alternate shot, the, the team events on Sundays, yeah, I think 18 holes is perfectly fine there because, I mean, you're doing an alternate shot, which is already, in my opinion, the hardest format to do in golf because in any version of golf, mm-hmm. because you could do. I know, like Ken and I, like I think I didn't have a short game shot for like six holes in a row, and then all of a sudden, like that next hole, it was like the most important shot. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not even in a groove now, man. Like, you know, when you're playing individually, it's tee shot, fairway shot, get your Reggie, sidecar, clean sweep, and nail putt. You get into a routine. Alternate shot, man, you're like, you know, you you, you have a 100-yard shot, and then like 12 holes later, you're like, oh, man, I have another 100-yard shot, but that was like two hours ago. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's it's the toughest format. So 18 holes is good for there. But, yeah, man, I would say – I don't, I don't know if fling golf will ever get to like a, a four day, 18 holes every day. And then you keep hitting the cut. Um, it'd be cool if we can, if mm-hmm. we can get up to 27, maybe 36, but again, it's, we want to be a little bit different. And I think, I think staying under what even live does and what the PGA does will be cool. Yeah. So, and then maybe our winner, if they can get 27 million for 27 holes and, what is if they get a whole? What, what's the what's the live thing? The fifty four million that he wants to give out, I forget what the stipulation is for that. Oh, I haven't seen it's, that. It's like if, if someone I can't remember if it's like they get a hole in one or no, if they shoot a fifty four, if they score a fifty four, he will pay them fifty four million dollars. So um, I don't know if we'll be able to shoot a twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to bulk up big time to get some double reggies in here, Shit, but man. you know, yeah, get that Van Halen pump into the veins, dude. I'm telling you, I'm 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 gonna need David Lee Roth and and all the Van Halens to be just walking behind me the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So Adam, you need to run. Yeah. No, no. I just uh, one of one of my kids saw something that they're worried might fall. We're good. <laughs> was that G? It was. It was. I tell G I said hello and, and Merry I Christmas will. when we get off then. I will. I will. And Latham too. I can't forget. I can't forget. <laughs> Adam, do your so kids play? Do your kids do? Do they have many? The, they uh, do. Yeah, yeah. They um, Gwendolyn's got the the junior, which is the smallest that they make. Uh, Latham's got a small in the. Um, oh, I forget which if it's a stinger or a launch uh, that he's got. Um, and then Adam, my wife's got. Adam, did he put the Showtime fling stick on his Santa Claus wish list by chance? Oh, you know what? I don't know that he did. Um, how about how about the the Showtime Odin signature golf ball? Is that on his Christmas list? Um, well, let's see. It's not. <laughs> let's make let's make it clear how many different lists my kids have made. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first thing first, so, Adam. <laughs> yeah, let me. On. I'll have to check multiple places for that. Um, no, I, I will say that they wanted to put the Showtime sticker wrap around part of the fling stick, and I was like. I love the the thought, but that's not going to work because you're not going to be able to see anything. It's just going to be scrunched or it's going to be wrapped around. It's just going to look like a, a firework. So. so you're saying that, that Odin and Showtime need to create some smaller stickers that people can get something that's, you know, uh, a, a thin rectangle that you okay. could then uh, stick onto a fling stick and let's and do it. Odin. The, the logo do that. Jordan. Gwendolyn's got her, um, her a right below her uh, Taylor Swift poster on her door. Dude, I'm just saying, if I'm on T-Sizzle level, like, let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, hey, Jordan, uh, y'all were, you were, uh, let's let's jump back real quick uh, to the four of y'all are out playing. You're getting frustrated. And was that the the percolations of uh, of Odin? You're, you're, you're donating golf balls uh, to uh, across that that golf course donating our wallets we looked at each other and we're like well why <laughs> why are we losing golf balls that are of brands that they're old they're stuffy they're incredibly expensive and they're not speaking to us as the next mm, generation mm-hmm. of golfers first off but also we're consuming golf in new and innovative ways you know, as digital natives you have stuff you know mm, we have something mm-hmm. that lives in our pocket it's like another appendage now like this is our life this is how we're consuming mm-hmm. things. So we said, why aren't we losing our own balls? So that was the secret of the idea for Odin. The four of us having the software tech background, we said, look, we want to bring Odin to golfers around the globe. So mm-hmm. the vision is not just another golf ball brand. Like, that's not really exciting. Like, we want to build a platform for the everyday golfer and gamify golf and pay and sponsor everyday golfers, which we've just delved into now after uh, you know, a year and, and change into our journey. So we came out of the gate with the ball, and we said, look, we want to give you a ball experience that you get from the traditional brands, but as we say, mm-hmm. reload without the guilt. Like, you shouldn't be dropping 50 beans on one of these. It should be thirty four ninety nine if that's your ball. Or, you know, we, we wanted to hit all the different everyday golfer player types. Yeah, and we yeah. did that with our X1 and our X ball. And we spent nine months testing with different manufacturing partners. And the good thing about us is 
we had the different swing speeds and, and playing styles mm. and clubs. Mm -hmm. So we were able to really kind of beat the shit out of them and get it to our liking. And again, yeah, yeah. we're all four different player types that hit all the spectrum. Then we had some friends and family, especially sticks, who, because we're not sticks mm -hmm. and we're, we don't know, we can't shape the ball like Austin, for example, like you do with the fling stick, like you know the yeah. intricacies of it and, and all that. Um, so we started with that and we got, you know, product out of the gate, July, 2021, and everything sold out in three months and th exceeded our expectations wow. with the ball experience, yeah. which was great. But again, like we're excited about the balls, the balls we view as a vehicle to deliver value to the customer. In this case, mm -hmm. it's, you know, you, you spend a lot on golf stuff, like way too much. You spend a lot on balls and you're, you're like us, like you're going to, you're, you're going to donate them. Like that's, that's just, I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to do it. So um, why not associate with a brand who gives back to you personally? And with our sponsorship that we launched, we said, look, like we view this as it's the future of digital consumption. We as consumers are going to associate with brands and we're going to get products, but we're going to have such a high bar for what we get out of a brand, not just the product. We want other benefits and other associations mm -hmm. with the brand. So that's where things are headed and how we view the world of, of consumer uh, adoption and consumer tech companies and, and just general consumption. And the other thing is like we as consumers, we're incredibly fickle. We're very selfish. Everything's always on, you know, a Showtime playlist is, mm -hmm. a, is a button away. A, a pizza is a button away. Uh, <laughs> a, a car yeah. is a button away. You know, a bottle of bourbon's a button away. You it's like, it's there. And our bar is so high for these experiences. I mean, think about how many reels people see today and TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. And you're only as good as your latest reel. Like no one's going to remember anything from last Tuesday. So you have to innovate right. on something and provide value beyond just the product. So that was kind of the impetus for the, the Everyday Golfer sponsorship. So we said, and then the other thing, you know, we're targeting Everyday Golfers before we launch Odin, yeah. meet the everyday golfer where he or she's at, at the muni courses, at the leagues, at the at the whole 19s, like, you know, we, and we sell in pro shops mm -hmm. and that sort of thing online as well. So that was our, essentially our go-to-market. Like, we're building this for you. Like, where do you, how, how can we get you the most value possible? Um, mm -hmm. And again, in, in a platform sense, you use Odin and how you want to use it. And it's, you know, when you look at, companies we associate with today that are platform companies, Instagram, I may want to come in and use it for reels. I may want to come and advertise it for mm -hmm. business. I may want to meet new people. I may want to create a, a new fling group and attract more people. That's, that's, that's the ethos. And now back to the future of the fairway podcast. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. Jordan, I'm curious what uh, you've got. You've got some really thoughtful approaches to creating a, a company um, and how you're interacting with the consumers. What uh, what are y'all looking to do in 23 and 24? Uh, what are some of your company goals? I mean, the, one of the big ones is is helping Showtime, you, Adam, and the rest of the Fling crew do some great things and and fun and and in our camp, no idea is too crazy. So. That's Sweet. something we're really excited for, for you guys to be a part of it and help where we can and support where we can. And 
we're excited for all of you guys. I, I think what you're building is, again, akin to how we think about it, is zigging while others are zagging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your 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 case, it's it's really zagging, right? Yeah. In our right. case, it's uh, you know, we're not building for the PGA Tour, or the LPGA Tour, or Live. We're building for the mm-hmm. everyday golfer, so that's where we're we're zagging, and um, that's that's really the big goal for us. The other goal too is to roll out more of this everyday golfer sponsorship, so for leagues mm-hmm. and clubs and for individuals, and the the vision we have is this triangle, this ecosystem that we're building on one, on, on one point is the leagues and the clubs. The other point is individuals. And then the bottom is golf courses. So we're going to work on weaving them more into Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. do we flow, get value and money flowing between the three and us in the middle as a platform to do that. Um, When you associate with the brand, we give you money back to go do anything golf related, cheaper green fees, more food Mm -hmm. and drinks at the course, lessons range balls you know ball reloads etc so um that's kind of the big focus for us and candidly it's like when we started odin a lot of people most people said like isn't golf a bloodbath like yeah covid Mm -hmm. it took off during covid but it's Mm -hmm. it's incredibly mature as a market a lot of the companies have been around 100 plus years it's mm-hmm. very advanced. Mm-hmm. There's no shortage of consumer choice. There's 500 ball companies and 10,000 hat companies and yeah. 30,000 apps and you name it. There, there's something there times 100. So for us, it's we're, how can we provide the most value to the community, to you guys, to, to our, mm-hmm. our you know, regular golf customers and community, our league, club partners, course partners, like Austin with you with American Classic, how can we right. build the best experience for you possible? And that's kind of the first sniff test that we do, and that could be delivered in a multitude of ways. So, and I think you know, talking with Alex with Fling, it's it's very similar. He, he said we're very focused on on you guys, the players, creating mm-hmm. the best possible experience for you, creating the best platform for you, from a monetary standpoint, from an experiential standpoint, and then thirdly the fans and the community around each of you and together is also incredibly important Mm -hmm. that's awesome so uh have you have you ordered or received a fling stick yet we just talked about this yesterday big phil who (laughs) is a stout trout six two you know built like a brick shit house yeah he wants to get a stick austin we were talking about it with him yesterday and also, I I want to delve into it too. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. It, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I think that for a lot of folks uh, who are trying it out, it's it's another club in your bag. Um, you know, it's uh, it's something to to have out there and uh, and you know figure out. I know the guys that um, a couple of guys I've talked with who work at First Tee. That's what that's their approach is like. You know, especially you know you can get some quick wins with a fling stick, especially when you're younger. Um, as far as that range of motion, what you can do. Um, but, you know, those guys will say, you know, they'll start out from the tee box with a, uh, a driver and then their next shot, if it goes a bit awry, they'll pull out the fling stick and throw it out there. So finding ways to uh, to adapt it, to have a, again, have a good time on the course. Um, that That's what I had always done was 
I enjoyed being on the course. I couldn't hit a shot for anything. I, I might, you know, in a round of 18, uh, I might have two good shots and those were probably putts um, uh, from, <laughs> from that, but it, it was fun being out there. Um, and right. so finding, finding ways to, to get that and to make it even more enjoyable um, and not have to be, you know, uh, throwing all this expensive equipment into a lake um, uh, or into the <laughs> woods. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and I, I, Austin, I asked you this, you don't go as through many balls in your case as a normal golfer, right? Not at all. Not no. at all. I would say um, half the time. And the, and honestly, the only way, the only way you lose a ball in fling golf is if like it is water. Like if you, if you catch the water or if you're playing somewhere and by chance the rough is like five, six inches and the ball just rolls the wrong way. Um, I do want to say though, I did throw, um, so at the American Classic, hole one's a par three, and then hole two goes like 180 yards over water. Um, so I did, by accident, Jordan, dump my first Showtime Odin ball. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, I can admit that um, we did move the tee box back, Adam, so that the hole two will play a lot longer next year oh, at okay, the Classic. Okay. But I was like, yo, man, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this beautiful cut, little left to right action, and um, mm-hmm. it never cut. So uh, it caught, it caught water, and I'm like, "Oh shit, man!" I'm, I just told Jordan we don't burn through the balls, and here I am, maybe like end of this round, like, "Hey, dude, I'm gonna need another shit." Well, I'm, I'm glad we could plant a flag at the American Classic. Right. You are, you will be in the number two pond until until someone fishes you out, baby. So you are, you're, you are definitely in Delaware, that's for sure. Well, for the uh, the scuba diver who's going to resell them on eBay, um, the, you, you could probably charge double for that one. Oh yeah, that's right for sure. It's our it's already signature, baby. <laughs> cool. Well, hey Jordan, if uh, if anybody listening wants to find out more about Odin, what should they do? You can head to our site odin golfcom you can reach out to me directly, Jordan at odin-golf.com. And again, like we're building for you and the rest of the community feature requests, feedback. If you want to jam or shoot the shit, like we're always here. Instagram as well, Odin Odin.golf. Mm-hmm. And our website, of course, if you want to swoop some darts, the the special edition Showtime darts as well. Check out Austin's profile. Most importantly, his playlist. Uh, which I'm not sure I can ever ever shake that off. I, I think that might be just a, a permanent you know, household on my Spotify. So, it. yeah, it's uh, so for tonight for the for the shindig. Is there going to be a DJ? What, what's what's that looking like? Yeah. So no, we're gonna have so Brit Brit likes to think that she's a DJ, and Adam, I know you probably think that's hilarious because like <laughs> so Brit's my sister-in-law, Jordan. So she. She just thinks she is like the most coolest, hippest person in the world. So I'm sure she probably has a playlist started, but we're going to go, uh, we're going to do like some reindeer games and, and drink some crushes and, and order some food because we didn't want the bar and the kitchen staff to have to work. So like mm-hmm. we want everybody to just have fun. Um, so yeah, man, we'll, we'll be having some tunes on, drinking some booze, having some good food. They didn't tell me what the food is. So I'm like, which is cool because. I eat anything, so whatever shows up, I'm all for. But it's gonna be 
it's going to be a good time. And, and I always love having um, the team come together. I'm such a family friend team guy. And any minute, any time we can, you know, kind of take our work hats off and, and be family is, is cool. So I'm, I'm really giddy for, for the classic party. So is this a, is this a crowd where, you know, a, a conga line breaks out three hours in Macarena, <laughs> that sort of thing? Or what, what are we talking here? Uh, two hours minimum. I would, I would say, I would say anytime I'm there, there's always the possibility for a Congo line. Uh, but the whole crowd, it, it's such a good crew. Like, even though, even though they're our coworkers and our employees, like they're, they're our brothers, they're our sisters, our cousins. Like we, we genuinely try to portray like small family business. So yeah, dude, it can get, it can get fun and, and, and very, very backwoods home, you know, fire type of dancing. So it can, it, it'll be a good time. Adam, how, uh, how many times have you been to the classic? I, I've just been once uh, this past May uh, for the tournament, but uh, I think that the connections that this community has made, um, it's definitely one of the places where um, what we were, what we thought we had online, which seemed to be a really cool thing turned out to be even better in person. Um, and I think that uh, the friendships that have been made, the the rivalries, the uh, the jokes, the inside jokes, the ribbing, all of that has uh, has gone a long ways to um, making people feel incredibly familiar. Even though we've, uh, it's been less than I guess what seven months, eight months since we've known each other, as far as like having met in person. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would, everybody, everybody that was at the classic is like they all they all follow the classic on Facebook and Instagram and they liking and commenting on everything and it's just really cool that like people are living in Maine and Colorado and Mississippi and they're like, dude, the classic man, like we were only ever there one time, but like that's my course, mm -hmm. like that's everybody wants an American classic in their local town. Mm -hmm. and uh they were you know like svl's like bugging me and and bonnie to like <laughs> buy another nine hole course <laughs> and make the american classic south so i mean that's yeah. that's what we do you know we're we jordan a lot like odin man we just we want to be the blue collar course for the for the blue collar player and we want you to bring your bring your grandkids and your your grandma grandpa your spouses your boyfriend girlfriend like just come to the classic and, and have a good time, you know, play nine holes, 18, 27, three holes. We don't care what the hell you do. We, we literally have a three hole playing rate for anybody who just wants to rip for three holes. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's who we are. So our parties, our parties portray everything that we are too. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And I will say I was incredibly impressed and kudos to you and the rest of the staff and the crew reading the reviews i especially got excited about the grub uh as mm. just you know wanting the bergs and i think you know grilled oh. cheese i think you know just I, I i'm there you didn't you don't have to twist my arm so i'm excited to go there <laughs> one day um but great work to you guys like it, it just just an outstanding place Thank and you. I, I can't wait to to go and hang there with with the the rest of the odin crew our doors, our doors are always open, dude. And um, yeah, man, the food is good. I, I'm trying not to to put on too much weight this winter as we head into San Diego. But man, Megan, <laughs> our our kitchen manager, she makes 
just everything is magical from from burgers to fajitas to mm. quesadillas to to her salads like it's just mm. everything she touches turns to gold and um mm. but yeah man our doors are open and i can't wait to have you guys come visit so gotta make oh, it happen man. for sure adam here's something for you i was just thinking we did this mm -hmm. for showtime's profile on the site you're invited to augusta there's you you can invite a friend family member fling golfer one famous person who are you bringing ah great question uh let's see so it's a foursome including it's me a foursome okay mm -hmm. um all right i am going to i'll bring showtime uh because that's going to be a blast uh yes. he and i we've played a handful of rounds together but we've been on on these chats together a good bit uh we've never walked away not having a good time usually Everything. it's it's like uh kathy my wife will be like so was that a work call i was like no we're just doing some for the podcast or doing chat with austin for a bit she's like oh okay it's like that's not your job right we're just heading hey we'll, we'll see we're, we're working uh, i don't have that's not any allusion to anything uh, i think everybody in the fling golf community feels like if we could do fling golf for a living we would definitely do that that's the uh, goal dude. we're trying uh so i got austin on that i'm gonna bring my brother-in-law uh david uh he and i uh he's a he plays traditional golf he's played fling a couple of times uh but i know that he would absolutely love to play augusta um mm -hmm. and that'd be uh, a lot of fun um and then i'll, I'll go ahead and i know that austin qualifies as a a celebrity uh, but i'm gonna i'm gonna double up on that because he also qualifies as a fling golfer um i'm gonna go with charles barkley um Let's i go. grew up in alabama i'm an, an alabama fan um but even though barkley uh went to auburn uh, i feel like i know his swing's gotten a little bit better i think a fling stick would completely change his ability and there oh man i think 18 holes at Augusta with Barkley would just be incredible, especially with, I would make him have a fling stick. And I think he would do, I think he'd do better than he would with uh, traditional clubs. I had no idea. I was actually so excited to hear the celebrity you picked. And I, <laughs> I, I had no idea who you were going to pick. I, I thought for sure Taylor Swift was, was joining us. That's why I'm over here like grinning, like a three-year-old. I'm like, me, no, Adam, I, I, his brother-in-law, and then T Swift, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to play with Taylor, but I think I'd need to have uh, a couple of other artists uh, as well. Right. Uh, oh, dude, that. but Charles would be. Oh my God, we'll be rolling. We'll be rolling oh, the whole time. It'd be great. It'd be great. Incredible. I had him on my list actually with Phil. Um, okay. Just for the stories alone, all the crazy Vegas mm -hmm. gambling stories, you know, when <laughs> right. he was on the sun, when he was on the suns, uh -huh. that alone. I, and I mean, with the fling stick, it's holy smokes. Like now you should put that on ESPN, right? Right, right, right. right. Jordan, if I, if I got to pick a celebrity though, and I know I answered mine truthfully, I would, I would actually take Randy Moss with me. Uh, just from a professional like athlete, he's my dude. He's the reason why I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. Mm. Um, but like, I love that he's also from like West Virginia, and he's got like the fishing background, and he's a very down to earth, you know, straight mm -hmm. cash homie kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he, I think he'd be cool to chill with Randy and 
Plus, could you imagine his like massive hands, Adam, like around the fling stick? Like, I, I'm thinking his long arms, dude. Like, he'd be frame. I would love to see him like rip a draw and just watch him just catapult a ball into the next stratosphere. So, yeah, I think he could pretty, him. pretty uh, easily and casually throw 200, 220 just Dude, because of his height. And six his, foot four, that like yeah. six, nine wingspan or whatever he's got would be, would be really cool. And, and just stupid athletic, stupid athletic. Like right. Randy's definitely one of those like generational, like he could have mm-hmm. been D1 basketball player, D1 football yeah. player. And so just hey, a yeah, shout out to, to YouTube and go watch some Jason Williams and Randy Moss uh, highlight videos from, when they were in college or no, when they were in high school together in high school. Yeah. Right. Uh, playing basketball. Right. Yeah. They just alley-ooping and stuff. Like it's like, and one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Very cool. And well, that's sweet. So for, and for you guys, how often do you get to play with Alex and co? You know, uh, I think that they've, I've seen them uh, at the tournaments. Uh, Alex uh, had jumped in uh, for somebody who uh, who had gotten injured um, in Virginia. So SVL. Jordan, Jordan knows SVL. SVL okay. went okay. down with a, with a knee injury. Yeah, how's so, his knee doing? I think he's doing pretty he's good. good. He told me yeah. he's still not ready to, like, push it yet because he wants to be ready for San Diego. But he said he's mm-hmm. feeling good. Um, probably a couple more weeks yet, and then he'll get back out to, to get ready for, for San Diego. We're sending great vibes to SVL and then the machine too, which is incredible. Flingman, 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 the Flingman. It is. It's wicked awesome. But he was like, "It's so damn heavy." So he's Mm -hmm. like, "I can't. I don't want to, you know, get hurt." But I'm like, "Well, damn, dude. If you just move to to Delaware, I'll help you with the Flingman. Like, (laughs) I want to see it in action too. I want to see this robot just ripping balls Mm -hmm. down down the fairway and." And I'm very interested to see how like the X one and the X like play off the fling man. And, and, you know, I did my trial, you know, you guys sent me a dozen of each ball and I gave you pretty good feedback on what I, what I felt. I think personally the X one fits perfectly for me because of my short game abilities and all that. But the X, the X was flying out of the fling stick. Mm. So like it just, and it, it was, it was coming out clean, hitting the fairway and rolling. So it'll be interesting to see what, a machine that can do things consistently can do over mm-hmm. me who I was trying to throw everything at the same angle and the same speed, but you know, natural human error where the, where the fling man is true through and through. Yeah. yeah. And Adam, yeah, but... I can send you some to try too. Fantastic. Yeah. I've got, uh, yeah. uh, we've, I've been scouting out, uh, some places to, uh, to get out and take some friends who uh, have caught an interest and want to get out and try fling sticks. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to get some uh, to, to try out because um, yeah, it's always, always good to have, uh, have some really strong options on the course. Uh, you'll like, you'll like them, dude. Like Odin, best ball there is, baby. It's I, the now I'm thinking ball. like we need, let's see. Thor's got the, uh, got the hammer i'm trying to think how could we how could we sh- what kind of trophy it, jordan i'll put this to you if odin were to sponsor a tournament what would the trophy look like if you had no probably, restrictions on how uh how how you could design a trophy probably a gold a gold beer can with paint splatter on it Let's that's go. awesome 
That'd be great. That's that's I, I think that's but, that's the Odin ethos to to its core. So, um, which I, would then I, turn I, into I, something you can actually drink out of too. That's uh, <laughs> that's awesome. We would make would, it that way. We we would for sure need a toast after that. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're not going to look at the damn thing. We, you know, we want to be able to partake, right? It's got to be practical. Right. It's got to use it. <laughs> I would do everything I can to win that. There's no doubt. <laughs> There's another feature request for Big Phil's Labs. <laughs> oh, I think he would have so much fun doing that, though. He'd be like, okay, like, let's do it. I mean, if you're going to give something like that to a German, it's probably the best place to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting for the German beers. I recently learned this living here for so long. And um, so basically the German beers here all follow a state recipe that's been since the beginning of when the monks are making beers, you know, and pretzels that we all learned Uh in school, you know, Mm -hmm. one hand is a pretzel, the other is a cold hat and, you know, 1300s or whatever it was. And it's essentially, it's the same recipe, but it's just the brand that's different. Hmm. So Radabaga and, um, uh, you know, Pauliner and all those ones. Um, so that that was fascinating. Like that's the, the other like you asked earlier. What's the other cool thing about living here? Is I mean the history's incredible. Yeah. So so many you know d- different decades of different historical periods. The one I especially like is the DDR era. You know, just before the wall fell. I live in the former mm. east of the city, so my whole okay. building is you know DDR blocked building. It's all gentrified, of course. Uh, yeah, but there's graffiti yeah. and. It's just it's incredible. So that was something that came up with the beer, and then you know there's there's the whole beer thing as well. And it's you, you guys had to come visit for sure. Uh, you know, be, be beyond the Frankfurt Airport for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jordan, we get this thing rolling, dude. And and as Soden grows together, we grow together. I would love to come over, see the headquarters, meet the crew, and on your guys's turf. So. You get to the classic, I'll get over there to you, and uh, yeah, man. Like I said, the the sky's the limit for Team the Sky Shodan. is the limit, and I'm also so Adam. I'm going to be back in California in February. I'm going to try and make it down for the San Diego oh, tournament. Sweet, sweet. I, I figured was, you'd be looking at some of the dates for 23, so I'm glad to hear that. That'd be uh, fantastic. I would, Adam, I, Jordan asked me a tough question yesterday. All right. In regards to what. So if he can make it for one day, oh. which which day from from like a fan slash host slash sponsor perspective, mm-hmm. do you think that Jordan would enjoy more? I think I know which day, but I want to hear which which day mm-hmm. you think too. Oh man, that's a that's a tough call. Um, I, but I'm I'm gonna lean towards Sunday on the team event. Um, I think that there's a, um, there's still, you've got a lot of competitiveness, but there's a a different layer of fun and challenge and um, just a a little bit more relaxation, right? It's, you're, you're on a team. So not the whole pressure is not on you exclusively. Um, There's a lot, there's a lot more trash talk when you've got two on two mm -hmm. versus one on one on one. Yeah. Um, And so I would, I would say that the, the Sunday would be a. I lean, I lean Sunday too. And, and obviously, as much as I would love to have you there, Jordan, for the individual tournament and 
really get behind, you know, me and everything. I just think that the Sunday, the, the Sunday team event portrays Odin as well. The camaraderie, the fun, the, the mm-hmm. shit talking and all that. So if, if, if you have one day, I, I think Sunday's the day, dude. I'd also say from a time perspective, um, because right. it's alternate shot, uh, it's it's going to be a lot more uh, friendly from a time time window, right? It, it's right. going to start. It's going to run three hours versus. Well, and you know, and they talked about doing a longest fling competition right afterwards. Oh, that's right. That's right. And if you really want to see the the personas, the characters, when we're all together. In the longest fling, yeah. it really starts to come out. And um, yes, yeah, so I, I think Sunday, dude. Sunday, the more I thought about it, I, I think Sunday you would have more fun. Odin would be able to also brand and represent probably a little mm-hmm. bit better. Because Saturday, everyone's everyone's locked in like individually, like it's go time. And, and that's a great thing. That's, that's mm-hmm. what we're building. But the Sunday vibes, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm there. Well, that sounds good. Well, guys, this was fun. I this was yeah. This was thanks blast. so much. I mean, we could keep going, but uh, you, you, holidays and uh, cornbread yeah. stuffing and um and, and gravy and <laughs> and reindeer and games. And... Reindeer games. <laughs> By the way, what's what's the the go to for the families with movies and TV shows for the holidays? You guys have something on the docket? So, so we do. So we. The biggest thing we we go to the Christmas Eve service and then mm-hmm. um, we come home then and kind of just like sing around and dance and, and have a good time. It's it's gonna be different for Brooke and I this year because Navy's one now and so it's like mm-hmm. we we got to get her to bed. So mm-hmm. uh, but we have been trying to figure out like what our routines and our our fun yearly annual things we're gonna do are. Um, but I'm sure Adam's probably got better stuff with the with the <laughs> ten and seven year old. Like I, I can't wait to hear. We uh, so we had uh, one of our good family friends came over. Uh, we watched Home Alone two last night. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've we've done mm-hmm. the Home Alone movies. Uh, we'll go to the Christmas Eve service as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then about five years ago, we started going to a Japanese steakhouse right after the Christmas Eve service. Oh, uh, to hello. kind of be our meal um and so yeah we go with uh another family and um, it turned one of them one of the kids in the other family his birthday is the 24th so we do a combi- kind of combination birthday celebration celebration christmas eve uh and then we get home and it's kind of the easiest night to convince the kids that they need to go to bed right when we get home because it's like yeah. you know you still got we don't want to make sense threatening or anything but it's like get to bed, you know, obey us. Don't, don't fight. I need to stay up another hour. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's usually what we'll do. And then we'll get up and do that. So yeah, we, um, the kids uh, have, they're, they're big fans of the home alone movies. They, they like elf Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Those are kind of uh, in our, Kathy and I will need to find a new Hallmark movie or three to watch. Those are, those are fun and cheesy to, uh, to enjoy and to kind of casually, laugh mm-hmm. at but yeah that's good yeah yeah that's great yeah. what does that spread look like at the steakhouse oh it is uh fried rice and then some combination of either steak and chicken shrimp and scallops uh i, I think there's some salmon as an option but it's uh it's definitely all cooked in front of you 
Um, and so you've got all the corny jokes uh, that, uh, that the chefs go through. Um, they've started tossing out uh, fried rice instead of shrimp. I think it's, I guess inflation is kind of catching up with the restaurant industry as well. They're not tossing shrimp to land pieces of shrimp to land on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, um, but yeah. It's, How does that stay together? They, uh, I guess it's the, um, uh, one of the sauces that they mix into the fried rice okay. that you just get some of that. Um, mm-hmm. it's oh, usually a little bit more burnt. Uh, so it's a small mm-hmm. little ball. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's great, good. man. Now I'm starving. I know. What do we got? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm starving, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 give me a cold hat and some fried rice, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm over here like, damn, it's not even lunch yet, but I might, I might go to the steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, or go get some salad at the or in the you know, quesadilla. Yeah, or at something. the clubhouse. Or that is something like, hey, Megan. Megan, I'm gonna need the works, baby. Like any, yeah. like just whip it all up. I need anything you're ready to make. You know, you got me thinking. The only thing Jordan that that Brooke and I do routinely is she's great at baking, so we do a lot of like cookie baking and all that. So that'll be on the docket for this weekend. But yeah, man. But how about you though? I know you're staying local and 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 staying low key. But is there anything that you did growing up? You know, with the fam that 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 you you know recollect. Definitely, uh, being Sicilian by background, food was always not only was it used as a weapon, a political weapon internally, <laughs> it was um, also used to to gorge on. So we'd always do like a big uh-huh. Italian feast, and it's nice. you know East Coast Italian, it's lasagna and pasta and meatballs, and you know it's right. red tablecloth Italian, not the traditional Italian, uh, mm-hmm. you know smaller dishes and few few ingredients. Um, so a lot of that and yeah, there's, you know, the service and that sort of thing. And then diving into the, you know, the classics, you know, Santa Claus and home alone and elf, mm-hmm. et cetera. And pretty, pretty kind of run of the mill. And I, I think, yeah, food was always the centerpiece. So that was always something. And then baking Italian desserts and that sort of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. What's your favorite Christmas song? And you have to pick one. <laughs> and it can't be a song that's not Christmassy, but it still fits the bill. You could play it around Christmas time, correct? Has to yeah, be a... we'll, we'll, we'll go holiday, holiday okay. theme. It's a tough question. I, I initially jumped to like maybe like an old Bing Crosby jam, mm-hmm. like Nothing one of those. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So Adam, I can't remember who you said. I went. I went with this Christmas, but I can't remember the song. Mm-hmm. I did. I say all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah. Yes, that's your that's your jam. Also yeah, and I'm, and I'm over here. Yeah. So all right, good. No, that, Bing, that's... Bing Crosby, White Christmas. Man, that's. You can't. He's, yeah. he's got a, an awesome voice. You can't yeah. beat it. I like the whole Sinatra soundtrack mm-hmm. as well. Like, mm-hmm. like Frankie. Frankie's the man. Like, mm-hmm. I. He's another person. Believe it or not, when I'm actually out fling golfing or regular golfing, and I have my pods in, like Sinatra's a very common person mm-hmm. as well. Not just the Showtime playlist, and yeah. it's the it's the calming of his voice though that keeps me like in that zone sometimes. So. So yeah, Sinatra, he's he's uh, timeless, yeah. so timeless. Yeah. Is. is there a Vegas event next year? 
Did I see Vegas on the schedule, or was so, I? So yeah, Ve Vegas is in on twenty twenty three, but I know that there's some people that are in Vegas who could maybe make some connections and get us on the twenty twenty four tour. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm hearing possibly Hawaii in twenty twenty four. Um, obviously, we want to get into Florida. We'd love to get to Texas, mm -hmm. but hell yeah, dude, Vegas sounds like a great time too. So I think we could make that work. I would be loving showtime in vegas baby let's go <laughs> yeah it's it's i mean do you think at some point it will be the cadence of a tour like a couple times a month maybe even weekly i i guess it all depends on can you get enough people to come out from you know yeah, it'll, it'll come circuit, down right? to it'll come down to amount of players and then obviously sponsorships and funding and Mm -hmm. and all of that um i think the goal would be to to be maybe like at least once a month um all year round um and then maybe that grows to twice a month but for now it seems like it's going to be like a five to eight tour stop for like we have five and 23 and then maybe next year it grows to six or seven and then it just keeps keeps yeah, snowballing and then because obviously like we could do texas now and and we can do well. We're doing San Diego in February, but we definitely don't want to be in Virginia in February. So that's right, right. that's just a brutal thing. And then we're going to to the New England region in September. So that's probably right around the end end of the time we would want to be up there too. So, but yeah, man, I think I think that's the goal for sure. We'll, we'll you know all around the country, one month a different location, and um, but it's going to come down to finances and sponsorships and. Mm -hmm. And just getting it to be more affordable for all of us, because we all keep talking about being blue collar people and the everyday player, and that's who we are too. And and obviously we're hoping to get to a bigger professional level where where even you know players like myself we can do this full time. I mean that's the goal, um, but we're always going to be blue collar through our skin. So that's yeah. that's who we are. So we will we are pros, but we are still everyday Joes. So. That's right. And for the stick itself, do you guys feel like there will be like five years from now, the stick will be completely different or do you feel like it'll be smaller changes around the chamber and maybe the grip and that sort of thing? Have you guys talked about this internally? Yeah, I think it'll be the, I think it'll be the shape of the, like the shaft. I think they'll keep messing with the thickness of the carbon fiber and the composite and, mm -hmm. and like as more data comes out, it's like those, if you have this swing speed, you need this type of shaft, kind of like they're doing now in golf at the mm -hmm. senior and the super flex and all that. Mm -hmm. So I think I think the shaft will be what the technology changes. In regards to, to the channel, I don't really know what else they can do other than yeah. something with the putting, but the striker pad, honestly, is – I have no complaints over it. I know other people yeah. don't like it, but – I, no, I, I think that they've they've done so much testing um, around that to come up with uh, something that makes sense. It right. doesn't change the experience overall. So you could throw, you could you know they they tried putting metal on there to have a bit of that, but you know it just adds weight um, mm -hmm. that then impacts the, the type of swing. Yeah, you can't, I think you all can't. of that. One of the things that I took away from my conversations with the boys is that they've thought through almost everything they've tried uh, as much mm -hmm. as possible so i think that right now where we're at uh is is just you know 
the hundred thousandth uh, you know version of what they've been been going through in testing. So right. I, that's not to say that they're not going to keep tinkering, mm-hmm. but I, I I wouldn't expect anything to to revolutionize. No, uh, it'll be it'll be change. it'll be the length the length of the sticks. You know, like right now they have what what Adam forty one, forty four, forty seven, forty nine, and fifty one inches. Yeah. But like Jordan, maybe, maybe for instance, like my showtime stick is 51, but maybe we find out that it's an inch too long. So now I can yeah. get a 50 inch um, because we just, we need to focus on as a sport, just fling speed. Like if I can throw a 51 inch at, let's say 97 miles per hour, but I can throw the 49 inch at 101 miles per hour. Well, obviously I'm going to get more distance with the 49, but then I'm going to be like, but what if it's 49 and a half inches? Mm-hmm. Can I get, can I, can I still maximize that, that speed? So that's, which is going to probably turn into like custom, like stick fitting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you'll have all these cuts and, and I'm sure it'll start out like every inch, but maybe it gets down to half inches and, and it's like, Hey man, like I throw a 48 and a half inch stick because that's, it's built for my height. It's built for my strength and I get maximum speed. And like I said, definitely the thickness of the, of the shafts will in, in a couple talks with the boys, they've definitely talked about like right now they only have carbon fiber and composite, but they can certainly make them thicker, make them thinner and mm-hmm. see what that does with the flex. But it's, it's going to be fun though, man. I definitely can't wait. Yeah. That's why the fling man's cool because the fling man you can put all these different sticks on it and literally set it for the same settings and, and see what it does. So, but I definitely want to get up. I want to get up to Amesbury and uh, have them put all the testing things on me (laughs) and and see how fast I'm throwing it and see if it translates from, from stick to stick and length to length. So, but yeah, man, it's going to be cool. It's, it's going to be epic. And Alex told me he was working on it 10 years before, the big inflection point, maybe yeah, Shark Tank yeah. was the inflection point, which was just crazy. I think I think that's a pretty good uh, yeah. peak uh, for that. But yeah, he um he yeah he walked through that. Um, the very first episode I did was an uh, interview with Alex, um, mm-hmm. and so it, mm-hmm. it got to hear a lot about that and how it origin started with him growing up playing lacrosse. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, he and his brothers and friends would go out and have their lacrosse sticks, but take a golf ball and just kind of throw that around and kind of made their own version of this. Um, and yeah, uh, so he's, uh, he, he's, is, is that idea, I think has been around him for, for quite a while, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, propelling it into a, an actual product, uh, building it into a sport. Um, uh, yeah. it's probably, yeah, been in the past, uh, 10 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I love that. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, 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 dudes, it's it's great seeing you. Um, yeah, you too, couple, Jordan. Have a couple holiday pops for me, some fried rice, and uh, enjoy the party tonight. All yeah, right. we'll do. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you guys. Yep. All right. And that's a wrap. Thank you for sticking around for this. Thank you for sticking down through the end uh, to get to this last outro of the podcast uh, for the year. Um, many thanks again to Jordan uh, for joining, to, uh, to Austin for joining as well. Uh, it's always uh, great talking to Austin and great to see what Odin Golf and he are going to be doing 
um, what Own Golf and uh, Fling Golf are going to be doing together uh, going forward. Um, again, I can't wait to get a chance to meet Jordan in person as well. Um, and for, for those of you who have been listening and we haven't got to meet in person, I can't wait uh, for that to happen. Um, I hope that you will be, uh, if you're not already, uh, finding your way to the tournaments that are going to be happening in 2023. San Diego is kicking off at the end of February. Um, uh, I'm looking to book my tickets as soon as I can. Uh, I hope that you're going to be out there as well. Uh, follow flinggolf.com uh, to keep up to date about what is happening um, with those tournaments. Uh, details will be coming out uh, pretty soon uh, for San Diego um, and then for uh, for Delaware, uh, then Colorado, New England, and we'll finish up uh, in 23 back here in Virginia where the Virginia Fling Golf opened in October. So thanks again. If you're celebrating the holidays, have celebrated or continue to celebrate, please have a great time. Be safe. Uh, Have a fantastic uh, end of your year and uh, many blessings and joy to you uh, and to us as we go into 2023. Happy flanking, y'all.